When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, Faithful, for this Saturday? Uh, we're pretty dang close to noon. Breakdown and preview of the 49ers versus the Washington football team, the team that shall have no name. Uh, shout out to all my Game of Thrones fans out there, except for that last season, of course. What we've got today, an action-packed episode. Good Lord, we're going to be here for a minute, and that's good news because we have 49ers football in 24 hours. It doesn't even matter when you're listening, whether you're live, shout out to the Countdown crew, love seeing everybody turn up on a Saturday, or if you're waiting to download this later and perhaps listening to this game day morning, we are going to give you the most up-to-date news. We're going to go over uh, the history of this matchup between these two teams, uh, injury reports for both, break down everything you've ever wanted to know about the offense, defense, strengths and weaknesses, players to watch out for. We have predictions, we have bets of the week, and much more. Plus a giveaway, our third giveaway of the week, because who hates money more than me? I can think of nobody. Uh, Man, this is, I'll say this, this week, this day, the next 24 hours, this game, the entire season is up in the air right now. The 49ers are 5-7, and seven, out of the playoffs by only one game. You win this game, you control your own destiny. You win out, you're in. 49ers lose this game, it is over for the 2020 season. It doesn't mean you don't get to get, play the rest of the games, and there's still more development. We'll still continue our coverage, no doubt about it. But if you are one of the many holding out hope, prayers perhaps, for the 49ers to make it to the playoffs, it's got to happen. This week is the week. Now, there are lots of predictors and percentages and all those different things out there, but guess what? The 49ers land at 26% chance of making it to the postseason. I don't know if I'd go that high, but this week is everything. So let's talk about who the opponents are. 
they have no mascot. <laughs> they have the worst odor in sports. I don't know. Jerry Jones is going to fight for that one. But they are in first place of the NFC East. I understand I mess up NFC East and West a lot. I apologize. This has been a problem since I was a little kid. Dyslexia, I don't know why those two words just happened in my head. But I have typed out in capitals <laughs> on my six pages of notes, making sure I get it right today. So uh, let, let's cross our fingers and hope Dyslexic Chapman uh, can deliver. Now, Washington has a five and second five and seven record, just like the 49ers do. But because again, they are in the NFC East, they're in first place. They own the tiebreaker. So who are their wins against? Before last week, it was only bad teams. They beat the Bengals, they beat the Eagles, they beat the Cowboys twice. That was it. But then they go and defeat the last undefeated team left in the NFL, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And just, which was such an improbable and unlikely win, but you got to love it. Their losses, you can kind of see a theme here. They've lost to the Cardinals, the Browns, the Ravens, the Rams, lost to the Giants twice, um, Giants twice, and then the Lions. So not a quality team. They're not. Uh, there are some traits, and they they the one thing I can say about the Washington team, they are a complementary football team, and we're going to talk a little bit about what that means. Their defensive identity and plan and scheme matches perfectly with their offensive identity, plan, and scheme. The problem is they don't have playmakers. They really, really don't have the talent on the offensive side to compete at this point. And we're going to talk a lot about that on both sides, what makes them great, what makes them kind of suspect, and why, again, they're a 5-7 and seven football team. But we can't go very long talking about the Washington football team without talking about their signal caller, Alex Smith, captain, check down himself. I love this guy. Who doesn't love this guy? I don't think you can find one human being to say something negative about Alex Smith. He, he is just beloved by the entire NFL community. Former first-round pick, obviously, the 49ers in the 2005 draft. Uh, you know, we passed on Aaron Rodgers, took Alex Smith, and then the rest, you could say, was history. Smith has started off as an underachiever. You know, he had five offensive coordinators in his first five years, all those different things. Stats go on and on and on. But what he has accomplished... Since that horrible broken leg, that doesn't even do it justice. Uh, almost lost his life. Obviously, you know, there's the ESPN story out there just about everything he did. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's amazing. Um, this guy is incredible. There were no plans. No plans for him to get any starting time whatsoever this year, let alone play. But they couldn't cut him because of the contract, so they just kept him around. Dwayne Haskins is Dwayne Haskins. They trade for Kyle Allen. If you remember, the 49ers ruined his season last year with Carolina. Nick Bosa just basically adopted him and made him his own son. But then Kyle, Ander, uh, Kyle Allen gets hurt. They got nobody else. They throw Alex Smith in there. And since Alex Smith has taken over, they have won three out of four starts. And again, defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the head coach, Kyle Shanahan himself, which I am uh, repping the disrespectful Kyle shirt today, makes me feel strong, makes me feel proud. <laughs> um, he was asked, you know, kind of what he thought about Alex Smith and what he knows about him. And here's the head coach, Kyle Shanahan, talking about just how great, respected, and everything that there is about Alex Smith. As much respect as you can have for anyone. I, I don't know Alex, but, um, I mean, I heard about it which was amazing. I, I did see the, the episode everyone saw. Um, 
for him to go through what he went through and to still want to come back. Um, it's definitely not a money thing. Um, the guy is all right in that area. It's not something he had to do. Um, it shows why he's been successful in everything he's done. Showed why he had a great college career. Showed why he was a top pick in the draft. Um, it showed why he's helped out three different teams now. And for him to come back and just want to come back after going through that, it, it shows there's a lot of special things inside that guy. And that's it, man. It, just to see what he went through, Alex Smith we're talking about, to fight back. And every single day, you know, the quote is, he kept looking at where are my shoulder pads? Where are my shoulder pads? How can I get ready for the next game? Uh, that's not normal. That's not normal. But this, this guy is incredible. I am so happy. Uh, one, that he's the quarterback and that we get to see him play against the 49ers. The only thing that would have made it better is that this was back in, you know, Santa Clara, San Francisco area, but he never really played there in the new stadium anyway, so it doesn't really work, but just the culmination. I wish the fans could give him a standing ovation because that's what this guy deserves. He's the reason why sports are so important to uh, little Chapmans out there everywhere because these stories that you tell – these stories that you see with your eyes. It's grown men throwing a damn football, right? At the end of the day, that's what it is. But out of this game, out of this sport, you find things that inspire. You find things that make people do more than they thought they could. And that's what Alex Smith is. And so we're going to kind of step back now. I could spend an hour talking about how great this guy is and just how freaking awesome he's he's the play uh, comeback player of the year no doubt about it i think the top three comeback players of the year all play in this game on sunday it's going to go alex smith jason verrett trent williams uh the, and again maybe you put trent williams two and verrett third it doesn't matter but uh, that's one two three Th those are the guys that are there but make no mistake alex smith is the comeback player of the year nobody deserves it more than him now let's go to the 49ers. Let's jump to the other side. Let's go over our injury report. Then we're going to cover their injury report. So let's hear from the head coach who is out and who is in. Um, all right, guys. The uh, injuries for the week. Um, Compton will be out. Givens out. Grasso is out. Uh, DJ Jones and Mosley are both doubtful. And um, Kwan's questionable. So let's talk about how the 49ers do their doubtful questionable. If somebody's on doubtful, they're not playing. DJ Jones and Emmanuel Mosley, not playing. What he does do there is with the small hope basically say eh, they could play to kind of just check the opposing team's scouting report and how they're going to attack things. So let's go through these. Tom Compton's out. This is a huge loss. I didn't think I'd say this. I didn't think I'd say this. Colton McKivitz, our fifth round pick that we traded Matt Breida for. Dog poop <laughs> so far. Might be a great man. Might be a great player eventually. He's not there now. Um, just finished the Patreon video breakdown of the offense this morning. It took me a little while with the short week, but you know, spent over an hour just going over a line play and the wide receivers, just all, all different things of the offense only, just going through every single snap. Colton McKivitz was crap. Oh, he was so bad. This is a big question mark moving forward. The right guard spot has been uh, interchangeable parts for several years now. 
I have no confidence whatsoever in Colton McKivitz this year. Perhaps after a full offseason at sticking that one position, he's taking snaps at uh, center, he's taking snaps at uh, tackle this offseason, kind of whatever. They kind of finally put him at guard, but he he's not ready. His technique is poor. That hurts. Uh, he's going to get Nick Mullins hurt or hit often versus this defensive line. Um, very, very bad. You flip that, Kevin Givens. You know, he, he's out because he went to deliver uh, his his child, which is incredible. So happy for him and his family. But because of COVID, 2020, eh, he doesn't get to play now. So he's out, he's completely healthy, but he's not allowed to play because of COVID protocols. So that hurts. Now you flip to the doubtful, DJ Jones is doubtful. He's not playing. DJ Jones is not going to play. Who the hell is starting on the defensive tackle spot? Obviously, you got Javon Kinlaw. It's going to be Contavious Street, number 95. Again, to put it mildly, dog crap. He's dog poo. So we have a right guard. <laughs> we have a defensive tackle. Shouldn't be in the NFL. Uh, definitely not starters. Rotational players at best. They're going to be starting. Uh, and stop me if you've heard this before. Uh, lots of injuries and people out. It's what it is. There's a reason why we're 5-7 and seven this year. It has nothing to do with our starting roster. It has to do with the roster that we put out there on the field. This hurts. This hurts bad. Um, now, the good news is, Emmanuel Mosley, he's going to be out as well. Here's the good news. K1 freaking Williams, the shark himself, he's probably going to play. This is huge. I think this is a seven-point swing. If you don't get K1 Williams out there and you got to put number 27 out there again, ugh. No bueno. <laughs> Bad news bears. I think you can make up for a defensive tackle guy out there that's out uh, because our defensive line plays so well. Um, but I don't think we can make up a whole nother game. Now, Alex Smith 2020 version is no Josh Allen, not even close to that. But again, K1 Williams is so key to this game. Oh, it, it just it makes up so many weaknesses that we have and fixes those. Um, Debo's just fine. I know that he missed earlier. The quote from Kyle was Kyle Shanahan quote, great week of practice end quote. So Kyle Shanahan said he's going to be out there. No ifs, ands, buts about that. So you like to see that now then they have some key injuries out as well. Number one, Antonio Gibson, probably the second best rookie running back this year after James Robinson, who's just been a undrafted free agent. Still, he's been incredible. I think he's like second or third. Um, in the, I think he's third in the NFL in rushing, total rushing yards. He's been great. Jacksonville's a dumpster fire, but uh, they do have a promising young running back. Antonio Gibson's been great. That dude has been lightning between the tackles, which is where the 49ers should be attacked this week, but they don't have their guy. So they're going to be forced to go with Peyton Barber, who's just kind of a guy, uh, definition of a jag, J-A-G, just a guy. Um, and then you have J.D. McKissick, who's their scat back. He's probably going to have 12-plus carries out there this week. Uh, sorry, receptions. They check down. Again, it's Alex Smith. We know what it is. We've lived through it. We've seen the seasons, first, second, third, fourth. It's what it is. So excited to see what that's going to be because we really, really needed him to be out this week because otherwise it was going to flip the switch on just the matchup that we have um, with the 49ers on the defensive line. Other questionable players for the Washington football team, uh, tackle Mor uh, Morgan Moses, who's their starting tackle. He has been limited all week. He should be good to go. Guard Brandon Scherf, 
probably one of their best players on offense. I think they have three studs on offense. Brandon Scherf is 100% one of them. Tackle David Sharp missed a few practices. He's a backup swing guy. He should be out there. And defensive end Ryan Anderson, who I really, really like. He's kind of their fifth or he's their fourth um, rotational pass rusher that just comes in to get out. He's their speed rusher guy. He was limited uh, this last day in practice, so he should be good to go as well. Now we look at the history of this matchup. These two teams have played quite a few times. The 49ers have dominated this series dominated i apologize for the noise as soon as i hit go live my neighbors started mowing their grass uh don't you love saturdays uh the wonderful world of live broadcasting anyway the 49ers match up with the washington they have played 33 times the 49ers have dominated this series 49ers lead it 21 to 11 with one tie you add to that the 49ers have won five of the last six which doesn't usually happen. Whenever you're looking at the non-division opponents, the 49ers have struggled lately, go through the Chip Kelly years, Tom Sula, all that stuff, whatever. Not against Washington. They haven't been good in a very, very long time. All the way back till, guess what? Kyle Shanahan was their offensive coordinator. Remember when they drafted RG3? Uh, he won rookie, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Then he got injured in the playoffs. Um, you look at last year. Last year, the 49ers went into Washington in the Mud Bowl. You remember the, the rain was all over the place. It was 9-0. to zero. That was the game where Bosa and everybody started sliding around after the game and all that stuff. They won 9-0 to zero in a battle of field goals. The good news this year, we play in a dome, and Kyle Shanahan said he wants the roof closed. Get that perfect situation where it helps the quarterback and it helps field goal kickers. Field goal kickers is going to be the theme of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so just so you understand, we're going to be hearing a lot about field goals today because there's going to be a bunch of them. Now, before we jump into the defensive scouting report and all those things, we got another giveaway. I challenged you guys and said thank you for the Spotify year interview or Apple. There's so many different ways you can get there if you're not one of the live listeners. We do the live giveaway for the Countdown crew every single month. I wanted something for the traditional podcast users. We did one for the international crowd um, two episodes ago. This one, just want to say thank you. This week, some 49ers rush gear goes out to none other than, drumroll, Matt Lee. Thank you so much for the support. Really do appreciate it. I wish I could give 100 plus things away. But again, teacher salary, hashtag blessed. This is where we are. So, Matt, uh, reach out to me through email. Um, as always, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. Um, I get asked all the time what that L is for. That's my middle name. Uh, John Chapman was taken, obviously, on Twitter. So, JL Jonathan L. Most people don't know this. Lamar uh, is my middle name. So, Jonathan Lamar Chapman, that's what that L is for. I get asked that from time to time. That's there. So shout out to Matt Lee. Thank you for your continued support. Um, going to send you some stuff in the mail. Excited about this. Now let's talk about defense. The defense of the Washington football team. Very unique, but not to the 49ers. Carbon copy blueprint on how to build a team. Not only do they have all first-round draft picks on their defensive line. Stop me if you hear that before, right? The 49ers in 2019. They have a first-rounder backup. <laughs> um, not only that, 
They had a poor year last year, and they spent the number two overall pick on a defensive end that was supposed to be a quote-unquote generational talent in Chase Young, and they were right. From Ohio State, just like Nick Bosa. It makes sense why they are having the success that they have had on defense. Let's go through some of the, I guess, categorical ranks. Again, 1 through 32, where this team fits. 1 being the best, 32 being the worst. So here are the defensive strengths, and there's a lot of them. Second best in the NFL on fourth down stops. They have only allowed six conversions on 18 fourth down attempts for 33%. Second best in the NFL. Third highest ranked total defense from Pro Football Focus. Third fewest first downs allowed. Third fewest passing yards allowed. Fourth fewest pass yards per attempt, only 5.7 yards per pass attempt. That is elite, elite, elite. Fourth in total yards. Seventh in rushing touchdowns. Eighth in points. Uh, There's so many. You just go on and on and on and on. Almost every single statistical category, they're at the very top or close to the top. Uh, you know, I mean, you're looking at, what's that, nine in the top five. They're good. This is a good unit. And it all starts up front. Linebackers, meh. But that defensive line is very, very good. But they're not perfect. What are some of the weaknesses that fall under this defense? The Washington football team ranks 30th in forced fumbles. Only three. They don't go after the ball. They do go after the quarterback, however. And 22nd in turnovers for forced only 14 now if you're the washington football team you are licking your chops you're looking at nick mullins who has seven turnovers by himself just over the last four games he's averaging over two turnovers a game as a starter and again eight out of the last nine games for the 49ers we have had at least two turnovers that's not good football Again, you want to look at five and seven you talk injuries turnovers is the name of the game for the 49ers got to protect the damn ball we haven't done it in 2020 it's got to start at some point the scheme their defense it's run by defensive coordinator jack del rio whom everybody knows he has been a head coach in the football league for over a decade three years with the raiders and then nine years with the jaguars before that tendencies on defense they run a whole bunch of outside press men they are a weird team with how they line up. There, there's so many, more often than not, there is one player on defensive alignment that is more than five yards off the line of scrimmage. They crowd the line. They get everybody up in there with a single high safety. That's what they do on base downs. On third down, they'll walk back into a traditional two high safety look, uh, do some cover two and stuff like that. But again, there'll be two guys back and everybody else is on the line of scrimmage. Sometimes they'll play a little off man to the double side wide receiver, um, but they want to press the line of scrimmage. Uh, that's just what they want to do. They don't do a lot of gimmies. They don't give away the quick out routes. They just don't believe in that. They want to press, and they want one safety back there just in case. Now, pros and cons of this. Nick Mullins, there's probably no pros. He's, <laughs> he's not good versus any type of pressure whatsoever. Probably one of the worst in the NFL. Having said that, Raheem Mostert, you break through that second level, that linebacker level, it's to the house, baby, because there's just nobody back, never anybody back. They want everybody up, and so if you break through that second one, which the 49ers, you know, offensive run blocking is great. It's elite. It's better than great. It's the best. But the pass pro, yeah, <laughs> you can kind of see where that is. 
Now, their blitz tendencies for this defense for Washington, uh, their last three games versus Green Bay, they blitz 13 times versus Carolina, 12 versus Detroit, 15. Um, they don't like to blitz a whole lot. Um, it's not really who they are. What they want to do is they want to focus on um, just getting pressure with their four. Look at the team last year with the 49ers. They're just copy and pasting what we did, and it works. Get pressure with your elite four, which they do. They have an elite six, to be honest with you. And then just on the backside, just play base and clean up. It's what they do. Now, players to watch out for, their D-line's insane. I've talked about them all the time. Here is the head coach himself, Kyle Shanahan, just talking about not only Chase Young, but this defensive line in general. Yeah, I, I mean, it starts with their D-line. I think everyone knows that. I mean, it's a very special D-line. And um, and then they got a re really good scheme behind it, and the seven guys behind it are playing very well together and playing very well tied to that D-line. Um, I, I agree with what Trent said. I mean, they, they come from the same school, and they got a very good D-line coach there, so you see a lot of good moves and stuff that they've always coached. Uh, but also two different types of players. Um, but he's got a lot of speed, and it's – not hard to see exactly why he was a top guy in the draft. Chase Young is elite. Um, I think maybe Jeremy Chin uh, is probably the only contender for defensive player of the year, but Chase Young's going to win it, and rightfully so. Listen to these numbers for Chase Young. 23 pressures through his first 11 games. He's missed two. Um, first... 11 games again, 23 pressures, four and a half sacks, six quarterback hits, 29 tackles, seven tackle for losses, and he showed up in big moments of the game. But let's put this into perspective. Last year, the 49ers, number two overall pick as well out of the Ohio State University, Nick Bosa, he also won Defensive Player of the Year. A lot of people were saying Chase Young could be better than Nick Bosa, and perhaps they are right eventually. Not even freaking close through 11 games. Listen to this comparable again, just through each player's first 11 games. Young, 23 pressures. Bosa, 54. Young, four and a half sacks. Bosa, eight. Young, six quarterback hits. Nick Bosa, 16. Tackles, 29 for Young, 35 for Bosa. Tackles for loss, 7 for Nick Young, or sorry, uh, Chase Young, and 14 for Nick Bosa. He doubles across the board. What we saw Nick Bosa do last year was historic um, on so many levels. You, you put every single rookie together for the last decade, he wins Rookie Defensive Player of the Year, and it's not close. What he did was elite. It was very special. It's going to be a long time until you see somebody do that again. It's very promising knowing we have that returning. But I digress. Let's go back to this D-line. I could talk Nick Bosa the whole dang time. Can't wait till that guy gets back. Um, anyway, other defensive linemen that they have, Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen, Tim Settle, who's not one of those first-round picks but is playing like it, and Deron Payne. They've got guys everywhere. They are very good. I didn't even mention Ryan Anderson. So how do you stop this? You run the ball continually. Continuously or continually? I think both work there. You got to run the ball. Quick pay act, play action pass. We saw some of this um, you know, just last week. The, the play, I think it was on the second drive. It was my favorite play of the whole freaking offensively. Nick Mullins goes to turn around to play fake it, then whips his hand around and throws the slant route. 
to Brandon Ayuk. It was my favorite play of the entire day. He got the ball off in 1.7 seconds on a play-action pass. That is how you beat this. Run the ball straight at them. Two, quick play-action pass. That's how you do it. You throw on first down, run on second down. The 49ers cannot run the ball enough. This is not going to be a high-scoring affair. It's not. Um, it's not designed to be that because they're not a high-potent offense. That's not who they are. It's not who we are. It could be who we are if we had a better right guard, <laughs> if we had our tight end, if we had a quarterback. We don't have those things. So this game has to feel smart. And here's what I mean by that. You've got to go out there and be smart with possessions. Nick Mullins has not done that yet this year. But that can change. You just got to be smart. Run the damn ball. Run the damn ball. Uh, comment from JD. He says, Mad um, Sean, what's better than the 49ers Rush podcast on Saturday? Well, maybe the 49ers winning, but I'm a close second. I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you so much. Um, Shot J says, rest in peace. Tommy Tiny Lister. This is Debo from Friday. This is where our wide receiver, Debo Samuel, gets his nickname. This plays a role in this game. There is no doubt about that. Debo's name, Debo Samuel, his legal name is not Debo. That's not who he is. He earned that name uh, through being a punk, to be honest with you, because he bullied everybody as a kid. That mindset has translated onto the football field, his refusal to go out of bounds, running through people's souls, just mean as hell. He had a really bad game last week, completely disappeared from the first half. Do not expect Debo to be silent in the first half. I expect him to go off this week. Even if it's not done through passing or whatever, Debo is going to have a hell of a game. I, I believe that. Um, anyway, let's move to their offense. So we, we dug into their defense. We went over a whole bunch there. Let's talk about the Washington offense. And to start us off, um, I want to hear from our defensive coordinator who's scheming against this, talking about the Washington offense as a whole. You know, you look at their overall numbers and it could fool you. And then, um, I know I'm, I'm not, you, you guys You guys can look it up yourselves, but uh, when Alex Smith took over as quarterback since the day he took over, I think it was four or five games ago, they're one of the top 10 offenses in all of football, yards, points, uh, just overall production. They are, they are playing at a very, very, very high level. Uh, their skill guys are, um, are challenged. They're, they're starting to understand what uh, um, Scott's asking of them from an offensive perspective. And so it's a, uh, it's a good one. It's a, uh, uh, they're 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 going to be a challenge. It's they're a lot. Alex Smith, obviously at quarterback, he's doing just a really nice job of uh, getting the ball to everybody, um, uh, getting the ball in and out of his hands, uh, being quick with his reads, putting uh, being accurate. So it's it's going to be a challenge. I mean, they're, it's a good offense. It's a very it's an underrated offense for sure. And I I agree with him to a certain standpoint. And I'm going to run through their rankings on offense. But just since Alex Smith has taken over, through four starts, they have had over 300 yards offense every single game. And again, through four starts, only three turnovers. Put that in Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins alone, seven turnovers, his last four starts. Alex Smith, three turnovers, his four starts. That's the difference. That's what this game is going to come down to. Can you protect the ball? Because... Washington's entire M.O. is we will not beat ourselves. I believe the best play for Washington's team is the punt. When they punt, they celebrate. 
because they didn't turn the ball over, and that means their defense gets back out there on the field. That's the whole idea. They are just going to chip away. They're not a powerhouse whenever you talk about scoring. That's not who they are. Uh, most of their points come in the second half. That's going to let you know a little bit about our bet of the week this, uh, this week coming up. But listen to the strengths on offense. There's not much. They're fifth best in the NFL, again, out of 32 teams. With rushing touchdowns, they've had 17 this year. However, Gibson, the rookie, who is out, he had 11 of those. They are 8th best in the NFL on 4th down percentage, 10 of 15, right at 66%. 12th in the NFL in interceptions, only 9. Again, uh, most of those were way before you had Alex Smith step in. And he has protected the ball. There's no doubt about that. Now, the weaknesses of the offense, and again, statistically, I agree with Robert Sala, they look awful. So I'm going to read through these quick, but again, you have to put them under the asterisk of, well, things changed since Alex Smith took over. 29th in passing touchdowns, only 12 on the year. 27th in pass yards per attempt, only 5.7 yards per pass attempt. 26 total yards. Third, um, worst in the entire NFL on third down percentage. Uh, It's not good. 38%. Not good. 26th in fumbles lost, 25th passing yards, 24th rushing yards, 24th total points, 23rd in yards per rush. From the big picture, whenever you step back, you sit there and you say, eh, not a good team. But with Alex Smith, they don't lose. That's all that they do. They just don't lose. Their offensive coordinator is Scott Turner. Um, He was Carolina's offensive coordinator for one year with Ron Rivera, and they came together with him over to Washington, and they don't care about taking sacks at all. (laughs) You can get sacks versus this team, and I expect the 49ers to do it. Alex Smith has been sacked 18 times in his six-game appearances. That's three sacks a game. Second worst pressure, pressure rate in the NFL. Man, can you imagine who has the absolute Worst pressure rate in the NFL? Yeah, it's the San Francisco 49ers. So you're playing against the number one team that gives up the most pressures to the quarterback, the 49ers, yours truly. And number two, the Washington team. Neither one of these offenses are capable, with Nick Mullins and Alex Smith, of getting out of negative situations. Second and 18 is a deal breaker, a drive killer for most teams, especially the 49ers. Especially the Washington football team. So there are going to be negative plays, but you cannot allow those to compound. Negative plays are okay. Punts are okay. What you cannot do is three and outs and turn the ball over. That's it. Um, I kind of went off a little bit here. Short passes and checkdowns. Captain Checkdown <laughs> returns. Alex Smith, he has the lowest air yards per attempt in the NFL, and that is saying a lot. Um, Before Alex Smith stepped in, it was Drew Brees with 5.4, which he hasn't played since number 95, Contavious Street, broke his entire body. Well, Alex Smith throws it even shorter than that. 5.1 air yards per attempt, worst in the NFL by far. Drew Brees, too. Guess who's number three? Yeah, we know. It's Nick Mullins. But again, Alex Smith, 5.1. Nick Mullins, 6.2 air yards per attempt. So even though Nick Mullins throws it super, super short all the time, one deep pass attempted last week, uh, which was completed. Maybe we can do that a little bit more this week. Alex Smith, he checks it down. Uh, J.D. McKissick is going to have 10 receptions. He's going to have 10 receptions, I'm telling you. Um, 
Now, Smith had 46 passes, again, in his six-game appearances. Four of those were starts. 46 of his passes were behind the line of scrimmage this year. Skill positions players are good, however. Terry McLaurin, probably one of the top five best wide receivers in the league whenever you're looking at young wideouts. His stats are all up there. Uh, he's pretty comparable almost across the entire board with DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not talking on the field film-wise. I'm talking statistically, and he's doing it with somebody that's not as good of a quarterback. Again, he had Kyle Allen, Dwayne Haskins. Now he has Alex Smith, but his stats, they're on point. He's about to pass 1,000 yards receiving in week 14. He's having a hell of a year. Now, here's Robert Sala just talking about their skill position players because, again, what is the mindset of the Washington football team on offense? Just distribute. Just get the ball. Doesn't matter where. Usually behind the line of scrimmage. Get it to your skill guys. Here's what Robert Sala had to say. Got some good ones. And the back is really good. Uh, tight end's really good. Uh, McLaurin, uh, he, he's, he's, they're very talented. And that's, that's the thing is that I, I don't think people give that, that skill group enough credit because they look at the raw numbers of what they've done all season. And they're like, well, these guys aren't any good. But Alex is getting on the ball. And they're showing how good they are, and so they, they've got our full attention. And uh, and uh, obviously, we've got to do some things to, to make sure that they don't they don't kill us. But uh, it still comes down to football is always about a one. It's a one on one football game, and as a football player, you can never ask for anything more than a one on one football game. And so, when you get those opportunities, whether you're in the front, the back, or at linebacker at the linebacker level, you you should savor and cherish those one on one moments because that's your opportunity to go dominate. And uh, and so it's our job to find ways to create one-on-ones with leverage, always with leverage. Uh, but uh, but at the same time, it's um, it's going to be a challenge. They've got some pretty good pretty good football players that I don't think the league really is is uh, giving enough credit to. I, I agree with that. Uh, if people watched Washington play more often, Terry McLaurin would have all the clout in the world. He's that good. And the thing that scares me about that. Robert Sala has been known to allow one player to kick his butt over and over again without making any adjustments. I'm hoping, I'm praying, we do not allow Terry McLaurin, who lines up everywhere, he's all over the place, slot, outside, whatever, inside, on trips, it doesn't matter. Do not allow, do not allow number 27 to touch that guy. Don't do it. <laughs> you got to keep an outside corner on Terry McLaurin, even if you're in zone. Line up Sherman, line up. Jason Verrett outside of him. Line up Jimmy Ward. That's fine. Don't let 27 line up on Terry McGlory. Oh, my God. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going <laughs> to lose my mind. Um, anyway, hopefully Robert Sala doesn't outsmart himself and tries to eliminate the one big playmaker that they have. The rest of their wide receivers really aren't much. They do have some yards after the catch ability. But, again, not really uh, – I, I would say – Poor man's Debo type wide receivers that are built like running backs, but are wide receivers. They're not that good. Um, Terry McLaurin's elite. JD McKissick can catch out of the backfield. They're tight end. He's pretty good. Not great. Anyway. Now, Brandon Sheriff, their offensive guard's great. Terry McLaurin, as we talked about, he he's and I missed on him. You know, I I consider myself I, I enjoy the draft. I spend way too much time on it. I had a third round grade on McLaurin, which is where he went. I think he went number 76 overall, but believe you me, you go back, and last year's wide receiver group was great. We've had about three straight years of good wide receivers. Debo, DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin's going ahead of a lot of those guys. 
I, I really do believe that. I think it, you redo that draft, and this might piss some Niners fans off, but it's going DK Metcalf 1, it's going Terry McLaurin 2, then A.J. Brown 3. Debo's probably going fourth, which I think he was the fifth wide receiver taken. But and Debo's great. I'm not trying to say Debo's not incredible. I think he went where he should have went. But Terry McLaurin has been stellar with crappy quarterback play. Um, now, uh, the third elite player is Antonio Gibson, but he's out. So you have all these guys. They've got some talent, not a lot. The 49ers defense should handle him just fine. The only way is if Robert Sala doesn't scheme to stop one player, Terry McLaurin. That's it. You stop Terry McLaurin, you win. That's how this game goes. And again, on offense, don't turn the damn ball over. That's huge. All right. Let's get to a couple questions. Let's see here from Mill the Niner. Ayuk needs a great game. He's been my favorite new wide receiver since T.O. There's so much about Brandon Ayuk's game that's so easy to like. You know, it, it, we finally have that traditional, smooth, route-running wide receiver with upside. Um, now, his body composition and play style is different than T.O., but I'm with you. This kid's going to be good. He's going to be really, really good, Brandon Ayuk. And again, remember, he's doing all of this with a backup quarterback. Um, I, I'm pretty excited to see what he can turn into once we get a quality quarterback, whether that's Jimmy G, who's healthy, or somebody else. Uh, from JD. Uh, oh, I already read that one. I apologize. Uh, Niner Track. John Quick with the <laughs> with quick pass to evade our gold rush. I like it. Would the Tampa Bay cover two be more effective for our hybrid linebackers and playmaking secondary? I don't think you need to cover two this week versus Alex Smith, who doesn't throw it deep. Again, he throws it deep fewer times than the 49ers do. Get your guys up in the box. Um, do not allow. I, I just wish we, we don't do this, but if I was defensive coordinator, and again, nobody asked my opinion, but whatever. I'm putting Jason Verrett. I'm going to have Jason Verrett shadow Terry McLaurin and press at the line of scrimmage, and I want to put a safety over the top. Wherever he is, I don't care if he's the solo wide receiver. You got trips on the right and Terry McLaurin on his own on the left. I'm putting a safety over the top um, of Terry McLaurin, and I'm just going to have Jason Verrett just hit him in the face the whole damn game. That's what I would do. Now, the Tampa 2, which we've been doing a lot of, and you know, cover two quarters, which I, I don't really like with this defense because again we stopped the run we're not playing a deep threat team they're not throwing the ball deep so we need guys up <laughs> so this week no i don't want a bunch of cover two i really really don't and whoever wherever mccory or what's his name lines up i'm sorry uh terry mclaurin wherever he lines up you've got to have safety help over the top you have to you have to and if we don't do that we deserve to lose we don't do that then we deserve to lose period because it's bad um let's see Noe says when will you be doing another podcast giveaway the start of every month we've done three already this month um the start of january we'll be doing another one for the countdown crew again to get into the countdown crew just go to our youtube page john chapman or 49ers rush podcast it'll bring you to the same place and all you have to do is just hashtag CC anytime we go live in the first two minutes. Hit that notification bell. That way you know we go live four times a week. Um, plus, if you're with us on Patreon, that's twice a week breakdowns. So lots of opportunities there to get in there. Um, now, let's look through just a couple more comments. Here we go. I'm seeing some doubles in the comments. Not sure what's up with that, but I love it. Let's go now to our Vegas lines. And as always, with Vegas, you got to bet. 
bet with my bookie. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That can't end. 2020 has been awful. And let's be honest, we all deserve a win. And we all deserve to have a little fun. So head over to the one place that guarantees that. And that's my bookie. There's only one sports book that doesn't care whether you were naughty or nice this year. They've got gifts for everyone. Bet NFL, NBA, all your favorite college sports and more. And here's the thing. Sign up to... Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, receive the ultimate stocking stuffer, a 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. 50% up to $1,000. That's incredible. That's a great place to start, but we all know Christmas is about what's under the tree. And at my bookie, that means huge deposit bonuses, epic giveaways, and free contests. They got them going all year round. It's simple. Head over to mybookie.ag, enter in the promo code 49ers49ERS, and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over there. And let's get going. Let's get some winning going. This winner, bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. All right, so the Vegas lines on this game. The 49ers are negative three-point favorites. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Uh, Michael asked this. He said, this game feels like playing Philly and Miami with the same outcome. Do you agree? Yeah, it's gross. I don't like the way it feels. I really, really don't. Washington's kind of on the uptrend. Obviously, they've won three in a row. They've got Alex Smith. They're playing with a lot of confidence. They're in first place of their division. Every single damn team we play is in first place. I don't understand it. But that's okay. I don't really care about that. I just think it's funny. I don't like this point spread at all. I don't like it. Should the 49ers win? Hell yeah, they should. They're the way better football team. Are the 49ers going to win is a totally different question. I personally think they are going to win this game. But it doesn't take much, not very much imagination whatsoever. Things to turn wrong and this to go south pretty damn quick. The over-under is at 43.5, which is a bummer. You know, as I'm doing my projections on this game, I keep hitting 44. And so I'm not touching the over-under. I'm not touching the spread here. I do have a lot of bets this week if you want to join us. Man, we, we went... 
Didn't go cold last week, but it wasn't as good as our previous weeks. Man, we hit three weeks in a row where we crushed it. Last week hurt, um, but I digress. Here we go. Bets of the week. I've got a two-team teaser plus seven points. So uh, basically the concept is this. You add seven points to each of these point spreads, and I'm taking two teams. I'm taking the Steelers versus the Bills plus nine and a half points. I think that this game's going to be a toss-up, and it's going to be close no matter what. But you're giving the Steelers nine and a half points. I know the Bills are good, but if there's one team that can rush the passer and get in Josh Allen's grill, it's the Steelers. I would take them outright, but you're going to give me nine and a half points as well. Love it. And then I'm taking the 49ers. 49ers plus four versus Washington. And here's why I'm doing this. I don't like betting on the 49ers with Nick Mullins under center at all. But I love the plus four because I think this is going to be a field goal battle. I really, really do. I don't see Washington winning by a touchdown or more. And I think the 49ers can kind of claw their way back into it, even if things get out of hand early. So I'm taking the Steelers plus nine and a half, 49ers plus four. You bet 10 to win 17. Now my game props for this game, and I've got a bunch of them because I like a lot of things going on in this game. Field goals galore. I am betting, get this, I usually don't do this. I'm even putting in a prop bet for Washington. I'm betting on Washington to have over one and a half field goals. That's minus 133 betting. You bet 10 to win 1750. Uh, Washington has had two or more field goals in five straight games. I think that continues. They're not good in the red zone. They don't have their stud rookie running back to get all those touchdowns. They're going to kick field goals. 49ers, guess what? I'm taking them as well. Over one and a half field goals. That's minus 141, so it's not as good a payout. Bet 10 to win $17.10. It's going to be a field goal game. That's just how I feel about it. Um, as always, I'm taking the 49ers to score first. Washington is a second-half team. The 49ers are a first-half team. Kyle Shanahan is Kyle Shanahan, best game scripter out there. Um, I'm betting 10 to win 17 there as well. And for my long home run pick, Raheem Mostert to score the first touchdown. It's plus 750. Uh, the odds last week, I think, were like plus 300, but those have doubled. I'm taking Mostert to score the first touchdown, bet two to win 17. So there's a handful of bets and picks for you there. Now, a um, couple of other things. Moses asked this. Shanahan's play calling has been questionable. Not in the first quarter and probably not in the third quarter, but yes. Second and fourth quarter, not his strong suit to say the least. It seems he likes to go away from what worked the previous week. I agree with you. Now, it, the one thing I will say, you know, a lot of comments and questions from the Bills game, the Monday Night Football game, was, man, why no jet sweeps? We motioned for the jet sweep and faked it a lot of times. What they did is they took it away. They blitzed as soon as Debo started in motion. Let's say Debo's going from his offensive right to the left for a jet sweep. They would blitz the safety on the opposite side, would scream down as soon as Debo started that motion to take that play away. They did it the whole game. So the Bills basically laid the blueprint for how to stop that jet sweep. Now, we should have been able to run off that or attack where the safety vacated, but Nick Mullins can't throw the ball more than 10 yards. So you can't do that. Um, so I, I'm with you, Moses. We need to... Kyle Shanahan the first and third quarter amazing Kyle Shanahan second fourth quarter yikes it's a big difference it's a big di <laughs> John John asked this question not me another John um should Shanahan script the whole game Jesus I, I wish that was a possibility now unfortunately you got to kind of look at 
what the defense is giving you. And this is where Kyle Shanahan gets out of his comfort zone, unfortunately. But yeah, I, I'm with you. <laughs> Some teams do a 10-play script, 15 or a 20-play script. Kyle Shanahan needs to do a 30-play script. Um, and then rinse and repeat and start at play five for the second half and see if they get John because he's the best at it. He's the best at it. Now let's go over our predictions and keys for the game. Washington wins. Here's how Washington wins the game. And this is Ron Rivera to a T. You can go all the way back to his time at um, Carolina. This is who he is. Great defense, and you don't turn the ball over. That's it. Great defense, don't turn the ball over. Punts are great. Punts are a positive. That's the mindset that he has. This is who Ron Rivera is. Now, Kyle Shanahan was asked, because again, you go back, Kyle Shanahan and Ron Rivera, they have a history. They were both in the same division. Remember? Kyle Shanahan, offensive coordinator with the Atlanta Falcons. Guess who? Carolina Panthers. Guess who ran that defense? Ron Rivera. So here's the head coach, Kyle Shanahan, talking about uh, Ron Rivera and what he's like. Ron, just from you know, being a coordinator in Atlanta and playing against him, um, you know, I never knew him um, or have been in, but I've ran, in, I've ran into him a couple times, and he's always been a um, exactly how he comes off to everyone else. I mean, just ultimate class, very good person, um, very good coach. Every time I've gone against him, it's been nice seeing him at the owners' meetings and stuff, the times we've had it since I've been a head coach. And um, he's one of the better ones um, in our league uh, who's been doing it for a long time. And uh, I feel that's the, the football team is very fortunate uh, to have Ron. You see how he almost slipped the R word in there. I've had zero instances or infractions so far in this live episode, which is difficult. The Washington football team, and I haven't mixed up the NFC East or West. Um, so shout out to all the people that email me about that one all the time. Turnovers are everything this game. Everything. Washington has won the turnover battle in their last three games. Guess what? They're 3-0. The 49ers have had two or more turnovers in eight out of their last nine games. It's the worst stat you could ever have. Two or more turnovers in eight of your last nine games. In those games... You're two and six. You're two and six. Ah, of those eight games that you had two or more turnovers, you're two and six. You can't do that. In games that the 49ers have zero turnovers, only happened three times this year, the 49ers are two and one. You have to control the ball. No freebies. No Jeff Wilson fumbling on the first carry of a drive. No Raheem Mostert fumbling on the first play of a drive. No <laughs> Nick Mullins hitting defenders in the forehead the face mask with the ball luckily two of those were incomplete last week should have been two more interceptions you've got to control the freaking ball Mullins he's going to have at least one turnover I think that you can overcome a negative one turnover um, differential versus team that's it not two you can't expect them to turn the ball over at all you can't but I mean again Nick Mullins seven turnovers his last four games uh, <laughs> you take that for what you will you have to protect the ball Mostert is going to have a very efficient game, not an elite game. I think that you have to run the ball versus this team. I see a stat line, something like 17 carries for 80 yards. We went away from him last week, and it cost us. I do have Mostert getting in the end zone this week. 17 carries, 80 yards, one touchdown. I think that the 49ers defense gets three-plus sacks this week. Again, Washington doesn't care about sacks. They really don't see it as a negative. As long as they punt, they think they're going to win. Turnovers are everything. Keep that in mind. Make plays. I think the 49ers are going to win this game. I didn't pick us to win last week. I am picking us to win this game in an ugly game. 
at the 49ers winning the battle of the field goals, 23 to 20. I have five total field goals made, even more field goals attempted. Both of these defenses are great. It's going to be a fun game. But again, I, I can't wait to see Alex Smith come out there. I'm going to be giving a standing ovation in my living room. Um, I love the guy, but I hope he loses. <laughs> and I hope he gets sacked a lot. So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. It's been a lot of fun. I'm so excited. This game, it, pressure's on. 49ers lose this week. D-U-N. Done. It's over. I know that's not how you spell done. It's, it's done. D-U-N. Three letters. Look it up. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for all the support. Uh, shout out to the uh, giveaway winner. I got to scroll all the way up. Man, I got too many pages here. Uh, that's what it is. Matt Lee, congratulations and thank you for the support. And until next time, we'll be going live after the episode as, or after the game tomorrow, as we always do. So on YouTube, come join us. Event uh, your frustrations tomorrow or celebrate with the faithful. As always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.